Yo, I'm Jay, and you're listening to The Gridiron. A lot of news, we're going to get straight into it. Who that nation, we've decided on co-defensive coordinators and Warren Nelson and Chris Richards. I really don't know how that's going to work. Um, we look at the history of it back when I believe we had Rob Bryan and Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen ended up taking over the job and eventually, as we know, becoming the head coach, which we'll see how that works out. I think he's going to do just fine. Story still be told on that one. But uh, we'll see how that worked out. Also, uh, we went ahead and filled out the rest of our coaching staff with Cody Burns, I believe, as the wide receiver coach, and Doug Marone. It's been around around for our old Doug. Uh, Also, in other news, should have known New Orleans Saints wave kicker, Brett Meyer, Pretty much Will Lutz coming back. So, uh, we pretty much knew that was going to be a one-season thing. And other news, man. I hear a lot of people talking about the Saints drafting one of these quarterbacks. uh, Whether it be Malik Willis, Kenny Pick, whatever. Man, I ain't even... And I watch a lot of football whether it be high school, peewee, pro, college. This is my first time hearing of a lot of these guys. Uh, well, not so much Malik Willis. Uh, I've heard of him before. But as far as a lot of these other guys, this is my first time hearing of some of these guys. Not to say um, they can't ball and all of that. I'm just saying I'm willing to bet right now that none of them better than Jameis Winston. So... I'm of the opinion that you don't waste a first round pick if none of them hell for all I know I mean I've watched highlights and all of that for all I know none of them are better than Taysom Hill and that's not the like I said that's not to try to clown any of these young cats or nothing like that Uh, I've watched like I say multiple videos on YouTube and highlight reels of some of these guys, but that ain't telling the true story. I've done scoured over the stats and all of that. Man, that don't that don't tell the true story. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out as to why I'm just hearing about some of these guys. It's like they just throwing some of these guys, you know what I'm saying, up there. So somebody gotta be the quarterback of this cycle. Um and I just don't want the Saints to fall victim of uh Drafting one of these quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, just for the sake of drafting because these people got to feel like it's every year. Uh, It's a a different player. Sometimes, well, mostly it do be quarterbacks, but not necessarily all just quarterbacks. Uh, But it just seems like every year it's it's a player that you've never heard of that just shoots rockets up the... uh, rockets up the uh, draft boards for whatever reason, whether it be somebody seen some highlights uh I don't even think man these people ain't even seen I mean besides the what that was the senior bowl and all of that you, you really ain't really seen too much in person I mean I know they got scouts and stuff out there but 
like I said, man, uh, I guess they would know better than I do. Like I just said, they, they, they send the scouts. But at the end of the day, man, I ain't. The Saints, that ain't that ain't that ain't what we need. Uh, maybe for another team. Um, OK, cool. Hell, maybe if you know what I'm saying, I'm of the mindset if the guy Matt Corral from Ole Miss uh, now, even Malik Willis from Liberty. Uh, if they fall far enough, not in the first round, not even this, the second round, because I just think we got too much stuff to fill out to just be taking pits like that. I, I, I really believe if we're not going to bring Jameis back, if we're trying to look into getting one of these other quarterbacks, whether it be Deshaun Watson, I know that's a, a touchy subject if he gets his situation together. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay. Um, but there's there's some quarterbacks looking to move around. There's some quarterbacks that's going to be on the market. Uh, I think, I, me personally, I think we should give James another shot. The man had the team winning up into the injury. Uh, that's without the number one wide receiver. I think you get, you, you retool the offense a little bit and you run that thing back. That's, that's my opinion. Uh, I don't think you use a first round pick on on a project when we're trying to especially after you going I'm assuming I'ma just say of my opinion <clears throat> I'm not I know I'm not jumping off jumping off a limb here or anything. I'ma just say Sean Payton gonna um be a Hall of Fame coach. So when you when you trying to replace a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame coach or whatever, you know what I'm saying. You, <laughs> we ain't got time for projects right now, man. You know what I'm saying. We we really don't have time to spend first round picks on things that that we don't know what we gonna get back from years down the line. We don't know what the people gonna be. Um, maybe they develop into something nice. Uh, and like see Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. We ain't got time for that. Uh, with that being said, we're going to move on to some other things and talk about some of these draft picks, not only just for the Saints, um, for a few other, uh, a few other of these teams and see what should be some of the moves. I, I, I know what I feel like the Saints should do. So man, let's, let's talk about what the, really what the Saints need right now. Who that nation is. Let's let's sit here and vibe for a second. Let's think about it. What the, what what do we need? All right, I'm of the opinion. This is me right here. I still believe Jameis Winston had uh, one of the highest passer ratings in the games that he did play uh, in the league last year. A good touchdown to interception ratio. Hell, a good turnover ratio. Um, like I said, all of this was done without some of your best weapons, without some of your pass blocking. Um, I think, I think, I think you you, you get a man a shot. Uh, so let's just assume we we take Jameis Winston back. We get Jameis Winston back. Um, Teron Armstead is up for a big deal. Keep hearing people talking about he's gonna get mega bucks. 
man, I really wish we some type of way. The only see the thing about Teron Umstead, the only, the argument why I can see the Saints letting him go is because of his injury history, man. Uh, but when he's on the field, man, one of the best, straight up one of the best um, offensive tackles in the game, man. No doubt, him and Ryan, Ch- Ryan him and Ryan Ramchek is one of the best duels in the league, no doubt. Um, would love to see them some type of way try to stay, keep them together without breaking the bank. I know, man, people got trying to get that bag, trying to get their money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't really blame them. Um, so we're just going to point to maybe an offensive tackle. And I think we will probably get like some type of offensive lineman anyway, considering the injury history that we've had with Andres Pete. Toronto Umstead and you know uh Ryan Ramchek last year and that and he never really was hurt. Um so we hoping he get back to uh Pro Bowl form and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh so I think in some shape or form, offensive lineman is gonna be gonna be some type of pick at some point. So let's just see offensive line. So let's move from offensive line. Um we're gonna stay on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, everybody should know this. You know what I'm saying? From from pro scouters to you know what I'm saying, intermediate watchers to to beginners should know that the Saints need more playmakers on offense. So we're gonna go to the wide receiver position. Well, you know, of course, we hoping we get Michael Thomas back to his fully healthy, can't guard Mike self in the right attitude, ready to come help this team. But also outside of Mike, before that, you know what I'm saying, was the thing is the Saints really didn't have nothing. We really didn't have anything at the wide receiver position outside of Michael Thomas, which is a problem. So I think, first and foremost, really, I think over, well, just of my opinion, I guess the way it, it the way you value it, the value of the player in the draft, the way it falls. Um, we're picking at 18 as of right now. Uh, I don't, I don't see any offensive linemen <clears throat> that would grade higher than any of the wide receivers at that point. What what the Saints would be picking at? So, if I will be the Saints, well, hold up, let's continue going on to see what else the Saints need. Uh, I'm just gonna assume. Alvin Camaro, AK-41, probably going to do some type of suspension. Don't really know what. Uh, I don't know if we're going to bring Mark Ingram back. Not really sure. I know we have the little kid. Well, I'm saying the little kid. The guy, Tony Jones Jr. Uh, we see if we add some type of running back to the room up and now, but I don't really think that's like a pressing need right there off the bat. Maybe they do. It's some type of offensive weapon. But uh, maybe on the defensive side of the ball, we get to looking. Uh, Marcus Williams, my dog, uh, he's up. We just he just came off a franchise tag. Gonna be looking for a deal. I don't know that we franchise tag him again. Hoping some type of way. Definitely, we can keep that. That defense was the strength of that team last year. So I know one thing for sure. Some type of way we gotta we gotta find a way to keep that defense intact, man. You feel me? Uh, so I know as much as I would hate to lose Toronto Armstead, I definitely can't, we can't, we can't lose Marcus Williams as much as he's been the butt of a lot of jokes. Dude 
covers up a lot of mistakes back there playing that safety spot for the Saints. but even with that being said, like I said, he's going to be a high commodity if some type of way he reaches the market, created market. Uh, so maybe the Saints draft, try to draft a success that even even then, Malcolm Jenkins is getting kind of long in the tooth. Maybe they go ahead and uh, try to line something up. You know what I'm saying? People saying uh, Chauncey going to Johnson. Yeah, he could play that, but mostly play that slot rule for us. Uh, P.J. Williams. Well... And that's another thing. P.J. Williams up for a contract. So that's another reason maybe they go ahead and do that. But first and foremost, in my opinion, I think the Saints' biggest glaring hole would probably be to me, wide receiver, one, two, offensive lineman, uh, and then maybe some type of defensive back. Rinse and repeat that a few times if we can. You know what I'm saying? That's of my opinion. Man, let's take a look at Daniel Jeremiah's 2022 NFL mock draft 2.0. You know what I'm saying right here. Let's see if we can get through this right quick just to give you guys who haven't had a chance to look at here or see any of the mock drafts. We're going to get you filled in real quick. You know what I'm saying? Courtesy of Daniel Jeremiah. Um, number one, of course, Jackson Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars who just drafted Trevor Lawrence. God damn, man. I went... Hey, that's why that's why the NFL will end up going to some type of lottery, man. They just got a they just got a number one pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars end up with Evan Neal, Alabama. I want to rephrase that this is a my mock draft. Uh, good old Darren, Daniel Jeremiah mock draft. Now I do have my own personal mock draft that I'm gonna break you boys off with a little closer to the draft, but for right now, y'all gonna have to settle for good old Daniel Jeremiah along with others. You feel me? This offseason, <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up with number one pick and I believe they're gonna go ahead and get Evan Neal, you feel me, with the number one pick. Number two, the Detroit Lions gonna go ahead and get Michigan edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson. Number three, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety to Houston. Number four, New York Jets, Icky, Ikwandu, <laughs> North Carolina State offensive tackle. You feel me to the New York Jets? I know I did not just make up that name out of A. Forgive me, my brother, if I just slaughtered your name. Uh, number five, the New York Giants, Trevon Walker, Georgia edge rusher. You feel me? Number six, Carolina Panthers, Northern Iowa, offensive tackle, Trevor Penning. Number seven, God, wait, hold up. How do you get all these picks? We got to look into this. The Giants get another first round pick. I guess a trade took place in here. According to Dar- Daniel Jeremiah, the Giants are going to trade with the Bears and they're going to take Drake, Lang- Drake London. Gonna be the first wide receiver off the board. Dang, I ain't see that coming. All right, number eight, the Dirty Birds, Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon edge rusher. That's interesting because I've seen on all kinds of other boards where he was actually the number one pick. Uh, well, I hope they don't get that dude. I hope they continue to. Get stupid, make stupid picks so we can continue to pound them. Number nine, the Denver Broncos pick 
Jermaine Johnson, the second Florida State edge rusher. Number 10, the Jets get Sarts Gardner. I have no idea if he's Kenta Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, cornerback from Cincinnati, Trey via Seahawks. The Washington Commanders, man, that. I think they should have just stuck with the football team. <laughs> For those who don't know, the Washington Redskins, uh, aka the Washington football team, is now considered considered the Washington Commanders. Uh, I don't know, maybe it grew on us. I don't know. I kind of started liking the football team. Anyway, they will select Texas A&M guard Kenyon Green. Number 12, Minnesota Vikings, Trent Duffy, McDuffy, Washington cornerback. Uh, the Vikings going to select him. Number 13, the Cleveland Browns will select Purdue edge rusher George Khalifas, if I'm saying that right. Um, number 14, and this one right here is, is kind of is a favorite. Some type of way, if he could slide down a little bit more, man. I'm talking about like one or two more picks. I would hope that the Saints would some type of way jump up on that little dude. Uh, has to be refined a little more. But definitely, I think has the tools to be one of the better cornerbacks in this league. Uh, number 14, Baltimore Ravens select LSU's very own national champion, cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. Um, number 15 Philadelphia Eagles select via trade the Dolphins David Ojabu, Michigan edge rusher some type of way the Eagles traded again with the Colts and select Georgia's defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt number 17 the Los Angeles Chargers select Ohio State wide receiver, Chris Olave. Number 18, the New Orleans Saints select Pittsburgh quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Number 19, Philadelphia Eagles select Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. So, I'm going to just stop right there. Got 13 more picks. Finish that at some other time. But that's good old Daniel Jeremiah, and I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. Some of those picks, yeah, but a lot of, uh, this is a lot of hypotheticals. Um, I mean, the Eagles ended up with pick 15 to 16, man, if that happened. Dog, like basically, you got a couple of trades in here where the Jets end up with a couple of top picks. Um... This is a couple of hypotheticals where a couple of people end up going in different spots. But I'm trying to figure out why in the hell. I See, I just told y'all this. You feel me? Shout out to, like I said, shout out to Daniel Jer- Jeremiah. Uh, but why in the hell will we select Kenny Pickett? Now, this man is a red shirt senior. So that means he's played five years, I want to say. And he stood out. He had one good season off of one. And not to say that this man can't do nothing. But I'm just hearing that this man in five years. Right after that, at pick 19, you telling me there's Garrett Wilson, who in many mocks was rated up close towards the top 10, if not in the top 10. 
at number 19 at the Saints most I told you I don't think who in the who in the hell in their right mind right now will take Kenny Pickett over Jameis Winston a fully healthy Jameis Winston if, you, if you're saying you'll take Kenny Pickett I hate to say it either you don't know football they probably racist or something I don't know I gotta call it how I gotta call it you feel me but I don't and like I said this dude Kenny Pickett might end up the, being Tom Brady or something you know like, who knows but right now I don't think I think you go with one you swap that pick out well I don't know that I mean so you're telling me that Kenny Pickett is better than Jameis Winston but not better than but not better than um, Jalen Hurts. Hell, the Eagles had the pick 15, 16, and 19, according to Daniel Jeremiah. Whew, I don't know. I'm off that, though. But I don't see that happening. If that do fall like that, and there and you have a wide receiver like that, whether it be the Crystal Lot or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be off to a real bad start. Right here via NFL.com, CBS News and all of that. You know what I'm saying? We got Kavion Thibodeau ranked as the number one prospect in the 2022 NFL draft, you feel me, rankings. Followed by number two, Derek Stingley Jr. Number three, Kyle Hamilton. And if you guys don't know, you wonder what these guys' positions is. You feel me? Kavion Thibodeau is an edge rusher. Six foot five, two hundred fifty-eight pounds. Derek Stanley Jr. is a cornerback, six one, one hundred and ninety-five pounds. Kyle Hamilton is a safety, six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Aiden Hutchinson is another edge rusher, six foot six, two hundred and sixty. God, this boy, big, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Tyler Linderbaum is an offensive lineman that's six foot three, two hundred and ninety pounds, kind of on the shorter side, but it's all good. You feel me? Then they got number six, Evan Neal, offensive lineman, six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds, straight mauler. Now look, remember what I told you? Number seven, rank number seven, Jared Wilson, wide receiver, six foot, one hundred ninety-two pounds. Now, like I said, not to say, I, maybe guys are going by like what they need and all of that, but that don't even make sense because if this guy on this board ranked at number seven over there, how in the hell he get to number nineteen? When the Saints, for sure, at 18, need, need your wide receivers and playmakers. It just don't make sense sometimes. Um, number eight, you got Charles Cross. Offensive lineman, 6'5", 310 pounds. Ikem Iguano. Offensive line, 6'4", 320 pounds. Number 10, Jameson Williams. Uh, 6'2", 189 pounds. Once again, another wide receiver. Top 10 that didn't... I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? They're, they're just mock draft. They're, they're exactly that. They're mocks. Guys just drawing up stuff. But some of them, I'm not going to lie to you, are kind of confusing that time. and Straight up don't make sense. Uh, but out of all of those dudes, let me tell you. Out of all of those dudes, if you guys don't have nothing else to do, when you ain't listening to the gridiron, go check out Jamison Williams, wide receiver, you feel me? Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. Um, Chris Olave, wide receiver. Um, 
Jahan. Am I saying it right? Jahan Dawson, wide receiver, Penn State. Uh, let me see who else, who else. Drake London, wide receiver. Notice I'm saying a lot of wide receivers. Um, yeah, go check them because we need wide receivers, man. I'm trying to think of some some wide receivers that you guys because the Saints known for doing stuff like that. Uh, George Pickens, wide receiver. George Pickens is a is ranked number forty, uh, so I guess he would be in the in the second round at some point. Uh, or somebody might jump up and snatch that man before that point. You never know how these things go. Um, Jahan Dodson, wide receiver, five foot eleven, hundred eighty four pounds, dude, and fly dude. He's ranked fifty six, so you definitely can probably get him in the second round. So go ch- take a look at some of those guys. I know I said a lot, but you know what I'm saying? Go take a look at any of those guys. But I'm going to tell y'all, Jahan Dotson has been connected to the Saints for quite a while. So if out of any of those guys, I could tell y'all to go really, truly take a look at. I would say Jahan Dotson. I'm, uh, who that fans? I'm speaking to you. Jahan Dotson, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, or Jamie, James Wilson. Uh, probably in that order, too. I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, man, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. You feel me? Talk a little basketball. You feel me? But before we do that, we're gonna take a quick little break, get back to it, talk a little Zion and the Pelicans, maybe a little LSU's women's basketball, LSU's men's basketball. Man, y'all don't go nowhere. Stay tuned. What's going on with Zion and the Pelicans, man? Alright, so we done finally reached that time where we talking a lot of basketball, a lot of Pelicans, a lot of Lakers. Y'all already know my pick of the litter. For those who don't, I would like to welcome you to the party. Of course, we love all sports teams and we talk the hottest at the time, but of course, you know what I'm saying. I got my pick of the letter. Uh, let's jump right into it, man. What's going on with the Pelicans as I am, man? I'm keep it real with y'all, dog. I don't know what's wrong with this man. Son. I've been said it. I'm gonna say it again. Check the tape. I told people Zion was not playing this year. I said this before the season got kicked off. Now they say he's got 22, 23 games left. And I'm telling you, I've been said it. So, we're going to keep on going with the series events of events that's been taking place. Uh, they say he's going to have a surgery, but he'll be, he'll be back in time uh, to start the season. That was a lie. Uh, they kept on saying they was going to fill us in. It was going to be this or that. That was a lie. Oh, is it, it was a setback. He'll be back in time. That was a lie. Then it became, we'll see. We've been seeing this whole time. You feel me? Then this man, Zion, up and left and went way to Portland. 
probably passed the man CJ McCollum up going there. Nah, I'm gonna keep I think he already had went. But went way to Portland to start training and rehabbing a, a, a foot. It's been reported that he's gonna need a second surgery on that foot. Now, Pelican fans, we trade for guard, Portland Trailblazer guard, former Portland Trailblazer guard, CJ McCullum. I knew that it was just a thing to do that when you trade JJ Reddy out, I think the best. Uh, whether it be a guy that's coming in on a a two-day contract, a superstar, you know what I'm saying? It's just the thing that you do as an athlete, you know what I'm saying, professional athlete, you know, hey, say, man, welcome to the team, what's up? And, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're just speaking, you know what I'm saying? And just the fact that you supposedly, this, you being the face of the franchise, talking about Zion, Zion being the face of the uh, franchise, you don't reach out to anybody that's coming to your team, man. That I don't know what type of signal that you 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 know what I'm saying the man sending. Well, I feel like I do, but like I say, you know what I'm saying. You look at some of these players. You look the LeBrons, you know Dame and KD. You know, many people that called them people probably then went met up and linked up with them people first thing first. Look at Ben Simmons immediately then. You know, not not to say that CJ McCullum, any of those guys, but at the same time, CJ ain't no scrub. CJ is definitely a top fifty player. But regardless of any of that, you hear what CJ Reddy said. Even if this man is a a G League player, it's time and courtesy. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the team. You feel me? So to be so far apart from the team that you know what I'm saying, you ain't even speaking of really. From my knowledge. None of the teammates, you know what I'm saying? You ain't reaching out to coach it, man. Like, so I don't know what's going on. You feel me? Then, then the thing come, the man gonna need. It said that they gonna he gonna need another surgery. So now, at the end of the season, he's eligible for a contract. Do we sign him? I see. Yeah, we go ahead and sign them with a caveat. Ain't none of the money guaranteed. I'm keeping it real. Ain't none of, ain't none, not one, nothing. This is like a a nine to five for that man from here on out with the Pelicans. If I'm running the Pelicans, that's how I see. This is a nine to five. You come to practice, you know, you, you do your thing, you know, you promote the team or whatever. You go play games, you get your check. You feel me? You get your check. Now, you play so many games, so many percentages of a game, you get, you know, incentives, bonuses, pay money out. Only after the game's been played, because at this point, you didn't miss more games, Zion didn't miss more games than he didn't play. So I can't see giving, you know, $180 million you know what I'm saying, to a dude, and three of those years gonna be spent in Portland somewhere. You feel me? Nah, I'm good on that one. Um, 
let me throw this out here to you guys. What would it take for the Pelicans? Like, what would make Pelicans fans feel good to trade Zion? Like, what would they need to get back to feel good about trading Zion? Like, what type of package would that be? Two first-round picks. A first-round pick and a superstar. I'm going to tell you. A first-round picking a superstar like what super like you we, we see me and my boy did and got into these debates a lot like we did like define superstar because I personally don't think there's that many superstars in the league there's a lot of stars but I don't think there's a lot of superstars in the league you know what I'm saying there's very few you look at like to me Kevin Durant's a superstar Steph Curry a superstar you feel me guys like that um, LeBron James is a superstar. You feel me? Anthony Davis is not a superstar. That man is not a superstar. He's a star. You feel me? He is not a superstar. So that's a whole debate for another So, But what would it take? Let me ask y'all this. Pelicans fans, y'all probably say hell no, but really just think about it, think about it. What if the Lakers... What if the Lakers gave us Anthony Davis and two first-round picks? Would y'all take it? Really think about it and consider it. What if the Lakers gave us Anthony Davis back, signed to the max with no buyout, no trade, none of that foolishness, lockdown, and two first-round picks? Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I. But I mean, that's a hell of a deal, right there. Though I'm gonna keep real. You can't say because we know what Anthony Davis is. He's another one of the players, you know what I'm saying? He hurt right now as we speak. You know what I'm saying? And he only getting older, so, I mean, that's a gamble, but that's something to think about. Would y'all do that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, would the Lakers do that? Hmm. Something to consider. Something to consider there. What if... Nah, because I definitely knew that. I don't, I don't even... I'm not going to even say that. But, you know what I'm saying? There's some things to think about with the Pelicans for sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right now, they're in the 12th seed, rounding out these last 22, 23 games. Um, I don't, honestly, I, I just, I would say, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter at this point, but it's at the end. The, the Pelicans actually been seem like they've been playing some good basketball as of late. You know what I'm saying? The sad part about it all is I just always wonder. It seems like these players don't be really truly giving like New Orleans, Louisiana like a chance. Just like that year, Anthony Davis cooked up all that foolishness. I felt like that that Pelicans team was only bad. Because he did all of the, he didn't play like damn near the whole season. I think had that man played and really been in it and not kicked up all the trade rumors and I think the Pelicans definitely was a, a, a playoff team, championship team. I don't know, but what we've discovered, what we should have all known, what I've been saying this whole time is Anthony Davis was never a number one. What do I mean? He ain't the guy that's gonna get you to the promised land. You feel me? He more of a Robin. That's why he needed to go team up with a guy like a 
LeBron, you know what I'm saying, that can get you that. And I, you know what I'm saying, I've told certain people, I ain't gonna say no names, you know what I'm saying, this several times. He is not one of them guys that's just gonna, I mean, as good as he is, you know what I'm saying, why is it out of all of these years, and I've always said this, out of all these years he's been with the Pelicans, the Pelicans, they had all of these down years, all of these, you know what I'm saying, first round losses in the playoffs, the ones that we did go, even though we lost to the Warriors, who ended up being one of the all-time greatest teams at that point, you know what I'm saying, in the playoffs. Why is it, <clears throat> why is it the team didn't have more success when you look at guys like Damian Lillard, who's 10 inches shorter than him, you know what I'm saying? Me Once again, me and my boy D had this argument. At that point, yeah, you say he had C.J. McCullough, man, the Pelicans then had Drew Holiday, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't have, you know what I'm saying, a, a pretty admirable line lineup during that point, too. But you get to looking at, like, what them guys do. And I guess that brings you, when you talk about that, you know, I guess the value of a guard is probably going to be always a little more than a, a big. Just because, in my opinion, the guard constantly has the ball in his hand. The, the big has to depend on the, the small man, the guard, to get him the ball or get a rebound or whatever the hell it is, equivalent to the quarterback throwing the wide receiver the ball. Um, but at the same time, you see some of these guys like Giannis, you know, Intercumpo, just imposing his will on the game. And sometimes I just never seen that from Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? You see Giannis affecting the game on both sides of the court, offensively and defensively. You see Joel Embiid affecting the team on both. I mean, affecting the game on both sides of the court. And some of the times, you know, I just felt like Andy Davis is going with motion, not just the power on the man. You feel me? But it's just something that I always felt. So, moving on along, staying on the basketball scene, man. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Pelicans managed to do. In these last couple of games, man. You feel me? Uh, moving on. Talk a little basketball. want to talk a little LSU. Also want to congratulate LSU women's basketball. You feel me? Getting that dub against Florida the other night. You know what I'm saying? Also being ranked number eight in the nation. You feel me? Going to go ahead and go up against Alabama tomorrow at home. At 7 p.m., you know what I'm saying? Uh, also, that win against Florida the other night locked them into the second, the second, so second place. Uh, as of right now, things can't change, but I think they was at the time split into like a three way tie for second, second place. So, with that dub and some more things happening, LSU was able to be so second place leader. Uh, as I mentioned, Alabama is going to be coming into town tomorrow, hopefully to get smacked up. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the LSU women's basketball team be this lit, be this good. Uh, it's just ironic that I remember when I first started watching LSU basketball, you know what I'm saying, like that. It's when they was real good. I can't even make this up. I remember thinking one day, because I was watching the men's basketball, and some type of way I ended up like watching the the women's basketball, 
And I'm talking about, man, this was like 04, 05, you know what I'm saying? It's like when this started. And I was like, man, dang, I'm not stunting. The women's basketball team back in that day, and, and you got to think, that 04, like all of those teams, the men's basketball team, they ended up beating the J.J. Reddick Duke team and all of that. You know what I'm saying? And J.J. Reddick in college was a monster. You feel me? Especially, yeah, that man was a monster. LSU sent them home. But uh, those teams that we had on the men's basketball, man, that man, them teams were pretty good. But at that point, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I just remember thinking, like, man, duh, that's crazy. That's lit. The women in the men's basketball team, in the football team, it's fire, man. We smashing everybody. And the crazy thing about it is the women's basketball team probably, was, in my opinion, was the best. They was really smashing things. The most upset, upsetting thing to me about it is I always thought that they was going to be like the, the Connecticut, the like the, the women's Connecticut team, basketball team championship this year undefeated for three years we just seemed like we just never could like get over that hump man and then you know some some things happened and went sideways for the head coach Pokey Chapman I want to say her name was um but all in all man it's gonna be real interesting to see what they do hopefully they get together head coach Kim Mokey Louisiana native uh that went right that's right there from him and high Went to Louisiana Tech. You feel me? Won a championship at Hammond High. Won a championship at Louisiana Tech. You feel me? Won a couple of championships at Baylor. Hopefully she can bring not one, not two, not three. All right, but she can bring at least just one. You know what I'm saying? We'll be happy with it. But, of course, we won't all one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All them things. You feel me? Um, <laughs> but, hey. I forgot to mention uh, LSU men's basketball is taking on Kentucky. I want to say number eight Kentucky tonight, right now as we speak. Actually, let's see if we get the update for that right there on you. Let's see if I can pop y'all off with a little something, something right quick. You know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, I want to remind you guys if you haven't already, you know what I'm saying, to go shoot. Show your boy some love on Instagram at the real gridiron. You feel me? Hey, go show me some love, man. Don't be, don't be, y'all be tripping, man. <laughs> now nah, I'm just joking. Uh, also, if you haven't already, oh, y'all check this out. As of right now, 12 minutes and 48 seconds left in the first half. LSU is leading 13 to 11 to number six, Kentucky. Kentucky is ranked number six. LSU has a two-point lead. See if they can hold on to that and pull it off. Uh, back to what I was saying. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go subscribe to the Gridiron. You feel me? We available wherever you may get your podcast at. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether that's on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast. Some type of way, I gotta find a way to get on Sirius Radio and Pandora. I gotta get away. I gotta get on some stuff, man. I'm not gonna lie to that. Y'all, hey, we gotta find a way. We gotta find a way to get me on that. So we ain't gonna stop till we get we get me on that. But in the meantime, y'all go subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Show your boy some love. We gonna keep this thing going. 
We're going to keep it rolling. All year round, we ain't stopping. You know what I'm saying? Until next time, I'm Jay. Mr. Good Eye.